Welcome everyone to the second session of At the End of Hope Street. Prepare to immerse yourselves into a world that is not good for the imagination and does not bring restful dreams at night. It is a world where the blasted heath will slumber far below blue waters whose surface will mirror the sky and ripple in the sun. This is the second episode of At the End of Hope Street. We are one of the many things on the cast of many things, and I will be your keeper for this session. My name is Faye, and today I have with me Tyler. Hello, and coincidentally, uh, my house in Rhode Island is at the end of Hope Court. So, Ooh. yeah, just a fun fact I didn't uh, think I shared last time. So, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Also with us is Nathan. Oh, hi. Yep. Do I have a character in this game? Yes, I do. Okay, I gotta find a character sheet. Here I go. And also with us is Matt. Hello, everybody. And Felicity. I'm maybe here. Hopefully you're here. And finally, we have Norm. Hi, I heard sirens. I don't know if that might be after for me or possibly for Matt. Just gonna roll with it. It's not my fault. Well, you weren't ready last time. That's why I came to you last. <laughs> I've got a hype man behind me. Whoop, whoop, whoop. So just to remind us from last time, in our last session, many students had fallen ill at Hope High School and most recently Howard, one of your classmates, and also Lacey, one of the twins that works at the soda shop with you, Aaron, have fallen ill and have gone to Rhode Island Hospital to recoup. You all had gone to the library and found that there was someone in the past that had also looked into this mysterious illness about one year ago. And finally, it came to sunset and you noticed that there was a brilliance, a radiance in the sunset. All of you were on Thayer. Um, Butch was hindering Raymond from going into the soda shop. Walter was talking to his mother, trying to convince her to leave Providence. Angel was helping Lacey, and Aaron had gone to call the ambulance. So let's now start up the scene. It has now been several days after the incidents at the soda shop and at Hope High School, Monday of the next week. Um, Walter, you've probably spent some time in Charlestown on your boat. Everyone else probably maybe had a restful weekend, but we'll get into that. And the group, you all find yourselves on the baseball field practicing for the next season with your coach, Mr. Marr, who also happens to be your physics teacher. Um, Everyone is definitely in the bleachers watching. <laughs> awesome. Everyone who has stayed in Providence over the weekend, make a sanity check. And these work just like the regular checks. I'm just looking to roll underneath my current sanity. Mm -hmm. Correct. Butch failed. Subtract one sanity point for each day since you've witnessed Howard's sickness. So one a day. You witnessed it. It was mm, probably Thursday. So get subtract three from your sanity. All right. Mine was a success. Go ahead and subtract just one sanity. Angel is also a success. And subtract one. Raymond has a success. And again, subtract just one. And I believe, Walter, you were not in Providence. You left to Charlestown, so yeah. you do not have to make a sanity check. Wonderful. There's a lot of fish, though, so it was a bit, it was a bit trying. It was a big <laughs> hole. All right, so um, what would all of you be doing on the baseball field? I know Angel is on the bleachers watching the boys play. Um, we, I know we do have several members of the baseball team, though. Yeah, Butch be uh, warming up the arm, throwing uh, grounders, picking them up, tossing them the first, getting that arm warmed up. 
his moneymaker? Definitely, I would be stretching as much as possible. Then when I would be done, I'd definitely be having catch with Butch. So I'm like, you got to rotate it if you're going to do a successful curve. I keep telling you this. Walter's going to be like kind of he's not because he's not on the team anymore because of, uh, you know, helping on the weekends with his uncle. So he's uh, kind of like pacing around like, like he kind of wants to be out there throwing a ball. But, you know, he just he's not on the team. So he's just kind of like restlessly like, you know, like a. Like someone who's like used to play a sport, like watching it on TV, that's sort of like, you know, like, ah, oh, do the motions. Uh, kind of like that on the sidelines. I feel like if you wanted to, they would still let you practice with them. Yeah, I know. I just kind of feel a little weird about it, you know? So I probably, like, after a while, like, Walter might, like, at a, like a straight ball kind of comes his way and he'll throw it back. Uh, and the coach is just like, why don't you just come out? And I'll be like, ah, okay, but I'm not playing because, again, i got to help the family. He's like, I understand that. You know, it's a whole back and forth. You know, he's <laughs> kind of, Mr. Ma is kind of a wise guy, so. Sounds good. And um, what about you, Ray? What are you doing? Are you Raymond on the baseball team? Raymond is probably, I think we decided Raymond was the water boy or the, oh, the right. what, what did we call it? The a bat boy? The bat yes. boy. Yes, so I know sports ball. You, um, all, you handle all the bats, all the living, you feed them. Take care of them. Team manager. <laughs> yeah, I, I shovel all the guano and all that. Um, <laughs> That's what you guano. thought that the job was, you know? And now I'm like super disappointed. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Raymond's over on the sidelines, uh, not really paying much attention and not doing his job at all and uh, writing in a notebook instead. Sounds good. Everybody, why don't you guys just make um, an intelligence check or a history if you guys have that? I don't have that. Does that help? Najal, hopefully your rolls will be better today. Yeah. Nope. Hopefully the better my rolls yesterday. I got a super D&D. success. Nice. Ray has a normal success. Okay. No, I got Butch an failed. 87, so. <laughs> That's a fail, I'm assuming. Yeah. I think Anshel <laughs> is a little distracted with uh, all of the athletic young men. Yeah, that makes sense. In our super um, th- baggy early 1900s <laughs> outfits. Um, I mean... Like, Walter's going to be trying to take off his shirt just because it's, like, really hot out. Of course uh, he is. And, you know, he's kind of stuck halfway on his head, so he's really kind of distracted by that. He's <laughs> got that um, Fisher tan. <laughs> it's real bad. Oh, my gosh. It's just, like, cut off, like, right at the arms, you know? Like, oh, yeah. That's where the tan stops. Like, almost like the elbows, because I'm assuming, like, I maybe, like, would wear, like, a long oh, sleeve. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, like, like, roll it up or something, and yeah. then you've got, like, the like the, the the tan, like, right on the ankles, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, for those of you that succeeded, you guys remember um, that Mr. Marr is your physics teacher, and you especially, Raymond, remember going to the library, and you remember that there was a physics book specifically that you had checked out and that um the person that had checked it out went to hope high school and then ended up going to brown presumably so raymond's writing his notebook and tilts his head to one side realizing oh yeah we looked up a physics book wasn't about vampires but uh hey mr ma yes he's not from new england was there uh, another kid named walter in the years above us above me anyway you know that there are lots of Walters. Specifically, do you remember who? Yeah, yeah, lots of Walters, but this one this one actually likes science class. What? Walter kind of yells from across the, the field. <laughs> Why don't you roll a persuade, Ray? Oh, okay, I'm not... 
as bad at persuade as I thought I was. That is a success. All right. So Mr. Mar kind of looks at you and says, yeah, I, I remember a Walter a couple years older than you liked physics, I think. Why are you asking about him? Oh, no, no reason. Uh, You know whatever happened to him? Oh, he graduated and went to Brown. Haven't really heard from him since. Is that like, is that unusual? Well, uh, to tell you the truth, he was kind of a strange, strange fellow, if you will. He was was part of something with another small band of students at Hope High School and and at Brown. And they called themselves, this is really interesting, they called themselves the Seekers of Truth. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, I mean, they were just, they were a band of kids. They were just up to no good. You know, stayed up at night, went to the cemetery, went to the harbor, strange things, tried to find out truth, whatever that means. Does uh, the high school still have a chapter? Oh, no, this is not an official type of thing, Ray. I don't know why you're asking about this. This was just a band of kids, you know, some college and high school kids. I, I would not suggest you get involved with them. I don't know. Seeking truth sounds like fun. Would my brother have been involved in that, being a some really smart student? I don't know. He would have been about the same age as Walter, maybe a year older. He was more into medicine, though, right? Mm-hmm. And not necessarily yeah. physics. So yeah, I would say no. Um, and that probably because, they'll tell you about this, but he'll say, you know, this stuff really only started about a year ago when he was at Brown. And last I heard of him. And Mara kind of goes, all right, all right, everybody, bring it in, bring it in. I toss a ball. It comes flying right at uh, Raymond as he's sitting there not paying attention. Oh yeah, it just clocks him. I'm not even going to roll. just clocks him. Right in the thigh. Take one point of damage, Ray. Oh, jeez. Hey, heads up! Heads up! Alright, what's the big idea? Gotta keep your head on a swivel, boy. Knock it off. Angel, are you going to like come closer or are you going to keep sitting on the bleachers to watch the boys? Uh, I don't think that Angel has a reason to move closer, so I think she's going to continue watching the boys and waiting for them to sort of um, hit the showers. Okay. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> sweat sweat glistens off of Walter's sinewy body. <laughs> Do you, are, are you going to roll a persuade for Angel? What's going on? Mon Dieu. I'd like to roll a persuade to put, has, have him put a shirt back on. Hey, hey uh, your, your lily white skin's blinded me out in the field. I gotta even <laughs> out here, you know? I can't take it off in the boat. I'd be like, on, on uh, what's that word again? Like, I'm professional, Walter. I'm professional, yeah. My my silage wouldn't be great. Is, is that how I use that, Aaron? Do I use that? Is it silage? Silage? Oh, God, I gotta look at the flashcards again. Yeah, you're gonna have to look at the flashcards again. At It's silage, and remember, it's the degree to which a perfume's fragrance lingers the room. So... Like how you was all over that nurse last time, that would have been a perfect time to comment. Oh, uh, to compliment his silage. Yes. I feel like my like uncle got thrown out of a bar for that once. That doesn't apply here, Walter. I don't. I don't know. He seems to like to comment on my uncle's a weird guy. Uh, and Mr. Marbit, it's so it's the end of practice. He kind of gives out a few tips, talks to you about your throwing arm, um, butch, and like talks to you a little bit about kind of like your batting and things like that, Aaron. And then at the very end, he kind of turns to Ray and he says, you know, if you're really interested in the secret of truth thing, I would say you should go talk to um, Dr. Rose Germain at Brown. She knows a lot more about this. Oh, that sounds perfect. Thank you. And with that, he kind of dismisses you guys. You're done with your practice go to the showers 
Oh, Raymond just sort of sits On there, still doodling. This is one of those times where I'm like, you the showers. Shower. When did when were showers like a thing? Like when did they become were showers a, thi a thing? Showers right? were a thing. As as I mean, you, yeah, there were community showers. They were they weren't necessarily like always indoors, but like there would be outdoor stalls. Well, if it takes an outdoor shower, it would not be. It would not be polite for Angel to watch, so she does not. All right, uh. let's skip over the underage people <laughs> taking showers. One at a time, guys. Narrate. <laughs> let's skip over the underage people taking showers. Well, the water pressure in 1915. Um, where would you guys meet up? Let's say you're all done with practice. You guys are, are done. You're, you're still at the high school, obviously, because you just finished baseball practice. Where would you guys meet up afterwards? Uh, soda shop. Sounds good. Headquarters. Definitely not the library. All right. I don't know. You seem to have that uh, seem to have that librarian wrapped around your finger. Hanjel shows up at the library just like, well, is that? No, she'd probably go to the soda shop. All right. Because uh, if that's the regular place, then she'd know where the the boys yeah. are there. All right. So the five of you um, meet up at the soda shop. Hey, Aaron. Uh, here's that uh, money I owe you from the uh, the little wager from last week for the game. Thank you. And I'll just like pocket it for like later to like when I get to like my room where I'll just put like my huge sack of cash in between because I have like a little floorboard under under my bed. I, it's like a whole process. I have to move. It, it takes like a good like 20 minutes, but I'm thinking about that money. I'm going to get out of this town one day. So uh, do the rest of us see this exchange? I don't know how open are you making this? Is this just like a hey, here's some money, or is this like an under the table kind of thing? I probably wouldn't consider it a big deal doing yeah. a little little wager. It's not like we're betting on ourselves and losing on purpose or anything like that. Yeah, no, okay. it's a, a simple exchange. It wouldn't be that great, but it's like a dollar twenty-five. Yeah, you like pass over a whole dollar. It's like whoa, whoa. <laughs> so whoa. much money. Dollar two bits. Hey, Aaron. Hey. What? So I guess uh, soda's on you today, huh? Seeing as I work here and I already give y'all free sodas, yes? Although, Raymond, I feel like you should cut down the sugar. I'm surprised you haven't gotten a kidney stone yet. I mean, I, I'm just saying, Angel paid last time, so uh, gotta keep it going around in a circle, eh? Well, seeing as I work here, I kind of omitted from that. I'm just gonna get y'all free sodas. We, we, we got in a new flavor and it's supposed to be uh, chocolate flavor? It's a weird flavor but okay oh man i would definitely love to try a chocolate phosphate yeah i got the phosphates in it yeah i got the phosphates in it i'm there now walter butch and aaron how open is your betting for the baseball teams does everybody know about it that you guys are doing this mm. or no. is this kind of like an under the table kind of thing I'd say if, like for us, it, we're a little bit more open. But if like we, if I was to take an outside clientele, it'd be like you have to basically know someone who knows me, which would be okay. either through like Walter or Raymond or or like so basically someone through the baseball team. You'd have to know them, so then it'd be coming to me. I'm like, eh, let's see if the one the money's real and two, mm -hmm. it's actually viable. Got it. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't let my mom know or any teachers. Yeah, and uh, Walter probably, after his dad died, Walter probably would feel a bit, like, weird betting on the games now, just because the money would probably be tighter, and he, like, really does yeah. care about his mom and helping out, so he'd probably kind of put the kibosh on it, but he might, like, you know, be the guy that knows 
a guy sort of thing. It's yeah. Like, oh, we're yeah. Get, oh, yeah, I know Aaron. You know, let me introduce you sort of thing. Yeah, and then if anything, especially if I make like the super huge hauls, then I would slide in a bigger cut to um, Walter. Sounds good. And Ray, now that you guys are settling down with your sodas, maybe with some of your sandwiches, do you share what Coach Mar told you? Okay. So I learned something at the field from Mr. Ma. Yeah? Curious? You curious? I mean, I thought you were going to continue. Give me some hype here. No, the, the, so the pause is for... the. Uh, I'm, I'm building tension. I'm like nose it's deep a, in this chocolate It's phosphate. a writer thing. I, I, oh. I don't know if you... You're such a silly boy. Why do you not just tell I, us? I don't know if you understand this. We're kind of not in the mood for being on edge. I feel like we already are on edge, Ray. Come on. Just, I'm already riveted. Yeah, fine. So this this Walter kid, the, the one who... Um, the one who liked science, right? Oh, oh, the one Henry. who checked out the physics book? Yeah, Walter, yeah, Hen- Walter, Walter Henry. Yeah. Henry Walter? Walter Henry. Um, whatever his name is, he, um, he went to Brown, and he was into this, uh, this secret society or something called the, the Seekers of Truth. Isn't that just what, like, what a student is? Yeah, but it sounds way, way better. Hey, you know, I'm gonna... Hey, Ma! I, I'm, I'm gonna... I'm not a student anymore. I'm a seeker of truth. You're more like a, more like a seeker of dames. <laughs> hey. Your mom's like, ah, shut your mouth. Oh, okay, mom. This <laughs> guy goes back to quietly drinking his chocolate phosphate. <laughs> she goes Butch back almost to almost spits work. out his drink. <laughs> ah. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Mr. Miko, you're the one. <laughs> uh, is going to clean up a little bit of drink like on the table. Sorry about that. A little bit on her skirt. Hey, you got some on my notes. Which immediately, I... I I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Here's some napkins. Knock it off, Butch. This is serious. Well, spell it out for us. Spit it out, kid. Come on. I'm All right, so I think, I think I think, Walter's dead. Not this Walter. Walter Henry. I think he's dead. Mr. Ma told you that. Nah, I just think he's dead. Oh. Is he a vampire, too? He might be. He might be. Uh, yeah. Sure. He might be a vampire. Of course. But he was part of this uh, secret society, and they're at the... Um, we need to go talk, talk to this professor at Brown. Which one? Uh, let me ch- check my notes. Um, Rose Germain? Yeah. Supposed to have some information on this uh, secret society. Well, I mean, yeah, let's go up and, uh, yeah, talk to her. I mean, I mean, I'm free. Like, right now. I should probably stop home real quick, let Ma know. But. You guys would f- know that Angel and Thayer is, like, literally one street over from Brown. Like, it's like you can see Brown. <laughs> oh, how? From the soda shop. Yeah, yeah, like, how can you have a college town, soda shop for sure. be to be like, hey, Mrs. Santa, can I, like, dip out for a quick moment to go to Brown? Let me see. I, I thought you said this was your day off. Yeah, but I could, depending on how bad it gets, I might have to clock in. All right, so there are currently four people in the shop um, other than you guys. And so do without what you will. Uh, oh, yeah, I guess, yeah. The goblin in me says light them on fire. I guess, I guess I, you're a little short-handed right now. I feel like, it, well, knowing that Walter's mom is here and it doesn't look super crazy, I can I can dip out for a bit and go, and go with you guys. Yeah, roll a persuade check for Mr. Santino. Um, and you do know that Lacey, remember, is still in the hospital, and so Evan and um, and uh, Miss D'Amico are kind of the two people who are also working here today. Hey, Walter, you, you heard anything about Lacey? Uh, 
No, I mean, I, I heard she's still in the hospital, just like all the uh, oh. the others. Um, I got a success. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, seem he's, to be. He's totally down with you going. Um, and Walter, I I, uh, I feel like, you know, at this point, what you know about Lacey is, is exactly like you said. She's still in the hospital. There's really no change in her status. Told you we should have got that garlic. I mean, they, they there's still garlic, like, everywhere. It's a restaurant. I mean, it's a restaurant, so, I mean, we want to bring well, some What are we waiting you. for? I mean, like, I'll go get yeah, you well, some garlic. Bulb. Yeah, I need garlic. All right, hey, hey Mark, like, I'll walk over to Mark. Hey, Mark, can I, can I just get, like, a head of garlic? He's just going to keep asking about it, and it's going to be like, he's a, he's a weird guy. Yeah, sure, honey, but what do you need the garlic for? I don't know. Vampires, Mr. Miko. Uh, you kind of see her look at you and just kind of like, uh, mm. I'll yeah. look at Mr. Miko and be like, Right. I'll bring the on shell is gonna like scoot. Away. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would just like have my hands up, just wave him like, just do it, please. Yeah. And, and you see her like, you know, I'll bring it back. You see her go back into the kitchen and like bring you like a bulb of garlic, and it's just like, here you go, honey. You hang out with some weird folk. Everybody else I like, but that one, mm. yeah. You know, he's young. <laughs> Maybe he'll grow out of it, of his vampire face. You know, move on to living people. You know, I mean, not like move so. on in a I weird so. stockery way, but yeah, I yeah. hope so. Well, listen, if you guys are done with your sodas, go ahead and get out and out of here, okay? Yeah, we're going we over the ground. So maybe I'll learn something. No, oh, yeah, go ahead. College girls, shut up, Bush. Mr. Miko. Yes, honey. She kind of looks s- at you like as if you're kind of like slow. You know, she's like, yes, honey. <laughs> <laughs> you may have saved some lives today. <clears throat> of of course, honey. Hey, she sees, have fun with she that saves- garlic now. She saves lives every day. Give, give my mom like a little kiss in the cheek. You know. <laughs> and she, and she kind of sends you off, and she kind of still looking at Raymond like she, he's a weirdo. Anshel <laughs> is going to ask for the bulb of garlic. So, uh, may I see the garlic for a moment? Uh, you want clove? I want to uh, hold the whole bulb for just a moment. I promise I will give it back unmolested. Um. Is there a sense motive in this game? <laughs> um, insight, I think. I think there is. I think there's like an, there's insight, an insight, right? Um, there's a... Um, there's psychology. Yeah, why don't you roll psychology? Psychology, psychoanalyst. Okay. Analysis. I'm ter- oh, no, I'm actually not bad at this. Okay, let's see. I'm pretty sure that's a critical failure. Oh, okay. Well, then you do not know what Angel is thinking. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Here you go. So Angel is going to take the bulb of garlic and she's going to take like her lacy handkerchief and she's going to wrap it up and tie it in just such a way that it looks like it might be a little uh-huh. dull. And then she's going to hand it back and say, this will be much less obvious that you are carrying around mm. garlic. If you are afraid of game vampires, then perhaps this will help you sneak up Ooh, on Ooh, very it. nice. Yeah, yeah now it just looks like a can of dal. I knew you were in the know. <laughs> And I am not in say no. I do not believe in vampires. <laughs> uh, with with his critical failure, Raymond is a hundred percent convinced that you believe in vampires. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, yeah, no, Angel is just embarrassed to be seen with a boy who's just walking around with a bulb of garlic. Um, Raymond, next time you have to roll some type of charm of some kind, where you have to like uh, do some kind of like appeal, for example, you have disadvantage because you're holding a doll that smells like garlic. But it's an adorable doll. <laughs> but it smells like garlic. But I'm so cute. Yeah. All right. Next fine. time you try to persuade somebody for something, roll with disadvantage. That's fair. All right. 
I'm assuming because you're just like holding it up. You're not like hiding it. Oh yeah, no, it's like in front of me, like a like a totem. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you guys are going over to Brown. Sure. Okay. Where are y'all going? At Brown's a big place. Gonna go to I the guess it's not that big at this physics point. Physics department, I guess, or ask the okay. ask where the physics department is uh, to some random ladies walking by. If Butch <laughs> probably Butch would probably <laughs> like find some ladies, and then Walter would probably like, all right, let's let's go ask them. <laughs> all right, roll a luck roll, both of you. See if you find some ladies w- walking down the street. Luck be a lady tonight. <laughs> um. um Actually, you know what, um, Aaron and Angel, just because you two are pretty sciencey and are like, you know, kind of a little bit better educated, why don't you both roll an education roll for me and uh, and see if you guys actually would know where the physics department is at Brown. Nice. And the other two of you also roll a luck roll if you want to ask some ladies. I don't. I was going to ask if uh, my father had done any work with Brown as Ooh, he is a doctor. Ooh, that is a good point. Go ahead and roll your education roll. I got another success. I failed. Okay. All right, so Angel, you failed. You do not know. Your your father indeed works at Brown, but you have no idea if he has any affiliation with the physics department, considering that he is a doctor. Um, Aaron, this makes most sense that you would probably know this about the science departments at Brown since you are interested in engineering. You do indeed know where the physics department is, and you do um, you do know exactly where to go because it's at Barris and Holly with all of the other uh, science departments. Yeah, so I'd be like, uh, hey guys. Unless y'all still want to talk to ladies. I rolled a, I have my luck total is a 45, and I rolled uh-huh. a 37. Ooh, okay. What about you, Butch? I just see dudes. I <laughs> failed. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, before you tell them this, um, Aaron, I just want to play this out. So yes, Walter, you do indeed see, um, two women, um, who study at Pembroke, because at this point, I don't think Brown, uh, is admitting both women and men yet, unfortunately. Yeah, I believe So right. you see two women who go to Pembroke, which is just north of Brown, uh, walking by. Hey, uh, Pembroke ladies, how you doing? Good afternoon. <laughs> Uh, they look at you, uh, you know, they're considerably older. They're probably like, you know, in their 20s, like 20, 21. Yeah, I'm 18. And you're 18. Yeah. But you know, like, it, there's a, there's a little, there's a little difference. Oh, but you're, you're like 6'2", right? And like, oh, yeah, large. I'm, I'm like, okay, so you probably look a little older. Yeah, I'm big. Um, so they see you and they're like, oh, hi. Hey, uh, so, um, my, uh, yeah, I'm kind of escorting these kids around, uh, the campus, you know, trying to get them interested in learning all that sort of stuff and uh i i've completely forgotten where the uh the physics department is uh so i was just wondering if you if you ladies happen to know uh why don't you roll persuade i'm so bad at this too (laughs) during this whole thing raymond is like darting around in the background holding the doll out in front of him looking for occult symbols is angel oh shit is angel around Walter, when he's doing this, I think Walter, like you guys, are probably all like traveling as as a group right now because you're all walking yeah. over towards Brown. Yeah, I, I probably think like that maybe like, once she sees yeah. him obviously lying, she's gonna like genuflect and be like, "Lord, forgive him for lying." Um, and I, I kind of see that quote in my eye, and I kind of turn the ladies a little bit. They're a little bit weird, um, but I did on my persuade, which I do not have proficiency in, so it's only a ten percent. I rolled a yeah. nine. No way. All right. That's amazing. So they're like, um, 
uh, they kind of do, you know, one of the like hair things, like they're like twisting their hair because you're like, you're like, you know, like a tall kind of attractive guy. And they're like, oh, it's so nice that you're like showing the, the kids around, you know, uh, are you thinking about going to Brown next year? Yeah, yeah. You know, um, uh, maybe thinking about joining some maybe sports things or, you know, maybe get into science myself a little bit. I'm secret societies of what did you say? Uh, Ray, sorry. Secret societies. Yeah, uh, he, he's the weirdest one. He's got this little bulb mega garlic. It's adorable, but it's, it's, oh, I see. <laughs> he's funny. Uh, but yeah, I'm a big fan of Einstein. Uh, yeah, he's, he's a great guy. Um, German. <laughs> oh, uh, well, yeah, well, so the physics department is right over there. And they kind of point you, like, in the direction of it. Um, and they're like, well, we'll see you around. Oh, yeah, uh, we'll see you around. And uh, your, your sillage is, is, uh, it's wonderful today. <laughs> they kind of look at you like. Oh, it's sorry. It's a it's a word that means like your your smell lingers in a in a in a in a great way in a very attractive way in the area. I will say that after you say that, and they're watching Angel genuflect and like ask forgiveness from God, and they're seeing Raymond like holding around this garlic doll. They're kind of like, uh huh. Yeah, they're weird kids, you know. Uh, all right, you have a good day. Yeah, they yeah, walk you too. Off. See, Butch? They don't, they don't ask for your information. <laughs> Walter probably doesn't even know it. <laughs> like, I don't know if he'd remember his own phone number. Uh, he probably would. But, like, you say, hey, Butch, see, that's how you do it, you know? You could try that next time on your uh, library your library friend. Yeah, now I'm that I remember am that. thoroughly uncomfortable with this whole entire exchange, can we just go to the hall that is, like, I'm, it's like, really right there? <laughs> Oh, because Aaron just knows where this is. Yeah. She's like, why did you ask these ladies? I'm like, hey, right here. Thanks, man. I appreciate you letting me do it, though. Yeah, it's it's fine. Yeah, Go. so you guys walk over to Barris and Holly. It's okay, Walter. Practice makes perfect. Okay, garlic boy. Just get in there. Listen, I'm, I'm smooth. I got the moves. You are not smooth, Raymond. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you gotta catch me when I'm trying. Smooth like gravel. I was going to say, Butch, yeah, it was like tiny rocks is what came to mind. So, Aaron, you lead them over to Barris and Holly because you actually know where it is. And, you know, you already knew this. It's this kind of ugly squat brick building that's kind of painted this, like, unassuming shade of, like, yellowish beige um, that uh, is standing open to Brook Street, which is right next to Thayer. So it's just one street over. um, And there are just some double doors. Is the right quality the of the building, like... I know, like, we didn't notice the, like, kind of deterioration that, you know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Aaron kind of noticed, but... Yeah. Uh, is this is this anything stand out about the building itself to us as we walk by, I guess? Uh, go ahead and roll a spot hidden. Just uh, Walter or everybody? Everybody, if you would like to look at the building. Uh, my second die knocked into my first die and, and ruined it. So I did Yay, I failed! Succeed. Yeah, at, at this point, um, I like to think that over the weekend, it's just been like a permanent notice in Aaron's brain that everything looks way worse than it should be, mm-hmm. but he's just going to take it in stride for now because he's he can't fully do anything about this. I got a success, guys. Nice, nice, nice. nice. Everybody that got a success, you notice that the building appears old. So just like Aaron noticed that all the buildings on there just looked like they were old 
almost falling apart. Same thing with Barrison Holly, which is a rather new building, actually, that was just built on brown. On the front doors, above, right above it, uh, etched in stone, it's Barris and Holly. And you can see that the stone just appears to be aging at an unnatural rate. There's moss growing over it. What a dumb. Do better to take care of their premises. I cannot believe my father would work at some place like this. I thought it was supposed to be prestigious. And for those of you that succeeded in your spot hidden check, you notice that at the front of the door, kind of next to it, lists kind of everybody that works there and also their location within the physics building. Let's see, let's see here. Um, professor offices. I'm looking for the professor. Okay. Uh, and you indeed see Dr. Rose Germain as one of the listed professors, and you see that she has an office on the ground floor. Ah, not even any stairs. Come on. Hey, Ray. Yeah? Keep the garlic, you know, away while we're inside. I don't want you freaking people out with your weirdness. No can do, butch. Well, especially the vampires. I mean, right? Like, if they, uh, they see you coming, they're just gonna rip off your legs or whatever. That's why it looks like a doll. That's why it looks like a doll. People are more likely give info if they uh, aren't kind of freaked out by your activities. Yeah, yeah, I'm adorable. Shall we? You know, I could always wait out in the hall with Raymond, and we could keep watch for vampire activity while the rest of you go and question the professor. No? Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Keep an eye out for vampires, Raymond. We don't know what they look like. You're the expert. Which yeah, she, I'll have from to like, roll a persuade, Ray, or oh are you yeah, totally <laughs> <laughs> can I aid her since I'm helping? Sure, yeah, go like ahead. Like, can she get advantage? Yeah, so Angel, go ahead and roll with advantage, just since you've got a couple people behind you trying to keep Ray out of Rose. German's How do I determine office. a critical failure? Uh, critical failure, I believe, is 96 or above. Okay, I didn't get a critical failure. Uh, nor did I get a success. Okay, all right. How do you feel about that, Ray? Raymond's eyes narrow. I think you're embarrassed. No, we absolutely are embarrassed of you. We're not really hiding it. Yeah, no, it's it's a, it's just evident. It's a word I learned uh, recently. Good job, Walter. Uh, Thank I'm you. going in that office. All right, just stand behind me. All right, talk. I put down talk. the doll. If I put down the doll, will you feel more comfortable? Yeah, I would yes. a thousand percent feel more comfortable. Butch, feel more comfortable? Yes. Yes. Uh, I'll, I'll sock you in the kiss if you pull it out again. Now, 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 don't. No need to resort to violence that quick. Just... We are in halls of learning. He'll learn. <laughs> <laughs> Raymond just I'm saying it all with a smile on my face. <laughs> Looks at Butch. Hmm. And puts the doll in his pocket. I just put my arm around. I was like, you know, I love you, kid. You're a good boy. You just got a little bit of uh, uh, that weird streak in you. Yeah, feeling the love in my thigh still from the field, Butch. (laughs) I wasn't aiming for your thigh. Yeah, it makes me feel better. (laughs) I don't get it. What were you aiming for then? I thought you were just trying to throw it at his leg. Walter's not worrying about it. It goes over Walter's head. Angel is beat red. Just totally embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, Cracker Jacks. Why would he? Why would you aim for his snack foods? That doesn't. That doesn't. All right, we should just go talk to this lady. Uh, Walter, I will explain anatomy to you at another point in time. <laughs> wow. Oh, explain anatomy, huh? Ooh. 
Oh, that'd be great. Uh, Aaron hasn't really gotten around to making those flashcards yet, so. Yeah. Uh, but I, I did learn a joke. I found I found yeah, flashcards. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Flashcards. Well, uh, uh, Aaron told me a joke at one point, and he told me that the study of anatomy is humorous, and I found out that that's a, that's a bone. That's his bone. I've got my decisions in life. <laughs> But okay, but yeah, now that we've got all this, uh, let's go talk to a nice professor and see what's going on. After hey, the way. Yeah, so I'd open, well, I figure we're walking down while this whole entire conversation is happening. The door to Rose Germain, is it, is it like the same as it was like outside? Is it like all worn down, beaten down, like kind of old? Or is it like moderately still fresh. Yeah, you notice that um, the paint job, everything in this building just appears old. And when you come across her room, which is exactly where it says that her office is, um, it's painted on the door, you know, office of Dr. Rose Tremaine. Mm-hmm. And again, that paint just looks like it's peeling and chipped. I would take a deep breath for a moment, do a quick and then proceed to open the door. Is everybody else following Aaron into the office? Walter, like, who has probably had manners drilled into him by his ma for a while, is probably going to, like, wait for a response before going in. Well, Aaron, you are opening the door, right? And you're just walking in? Yeah, I did a quick courtesy knock, and then I opened the door. So you opened the office door into um, a rather small office, um, and you notice immediately that it's very cluttered. Um, There is a bookshelf behind, um, you know, a desk where is seated a middle-aged woman and on that bookshelf is just piled high with books her desk too piled high with papers and books so much to the point where there's even papers and books on the floor to the point where it's a little bit difficult for all five of you to actually walk into the room and um, as soon as you knock and open the door this woman uh, looks up at you she has uh, dark black hair that's kind of streaked with gray brown eyes and she looks up at you and she says can i help you uh yes um my name's aaron burns and um we've come to ask you a couple of questions i was hoping if and and i would like look around the room noticing all this okay if you would care to take a walk with my group and i to um pick your brain about certain things Oh, I'm quite busy. Um, you can talk to me here. And I, I, I think at that moment, um, because of that, I would just bring her up to speed of what everything that I've come across and what Raymond's basically like um, given to us about the whole truth seekers, the um, whereabouts of Walter Henry, uh, and so on, in hopes that she could basically kind of expand on what we already know. So as soon as you say the name Walter Henry, she says, Walter Henry. And I'm going to yes. need all of you to roll Persuade, Luck, or History, please. If you want to talk to this professor and try and get her to talk to you. Uh, yeah, I doesn't really matter what it was. I failed. Okay. I have a success on Luck. Okay. Walter can't really fit in the room, so he's just going to kind of like Stay out of the door and start like studying, studying some flashcards. Okay. Oh, wait. Yeah, I got a um, success on my luck. Cool. Yeah. So, Aaron, so Aaron, you've done your talking. What are you doing, um, Ray? How are you trying to convince her? 
But I'm assuming you did not get a success? I got a success on Persuade. Okay. So, uh, Butch and Ray, tell me how you two are trying to talk to um, the professor. Listen, professor, we know there's some weird things happening around here. And we want we want to know the truth. We just want to know the truth. And his uh, hand goes to his pocket where the where the doll is, but he doesn't take it out yet. Yeah, we were, we were pointed to uh, some annals of, of physics at the library and... Uh, uh, I think it has something to do with this Walter kid and uh, Truth Seekers and uh, I don't know. We're also been really worried about all these uh, these illness going around with our classmates. You want to know about the Seekers of Truth? Yeah. Well, there's not much to tell. They disappeared. They? There were many of them. All on the same day, on the same evening. I would not recommend that you look into things that you don't understand. They're gone, or they're dead. I wouldn't stick your nose into what you don't know. Uh, Raymond throws the bulb of garlic at her. (laughs) Are you trying to hit her with a bulb of garlic? Hold on, before he does that, if I was to see him do that, I would just, like, the moment he would even go for, like, his arm to throw, I would just, like, want to grab his wrist so he does it. I think we need opposing dex rolls here, because you're trying to grab, and he's trying to throw. Alright. And again, don't tell me what you got. Tell me what type of success you have. Success, extreme success, things like that. It's an abysmal failure. Um, (laughs) I got an extreme success. Okay, so you, I guess, grab Ray's arm to stop him. And Ray, I think, like, you, like, throw it. And so before you can, like, kind of, like, like, throw your arm all the way back and kind of throw it, um, Aaron grabs your hand. And so you just kind of, eh. And, like, the little, like, doll bulb of garlic just, like, drops to the floor. Ooh, hey, what's the big idea? drops to the floor. You, you don't try to hit someone that is trying to help us in understanding what we're going through. She's being suspicious. She probably killed them all. Uh, oh, come on. Um, ma'am, I'm sorry. Uh, he's, uh, he's really... Uh, I, don't, I don't know who you are. Look, no, I, I'm extremely sorry. In July, July 14th, if you need to look into it. Now, please, leave me alone. I'm sorry to disturb you. We'll get out right away. Come on, Raymond, let's go. I need my garlic back. I grab it off the floor before anyone else can. Walter kind of, like, poke his head. Did you ask, uh, I kind of overheard a little bit, but uh, you know where they were last seen? No. You sound very uh, very sure that you don't know. It doesn't sound uh, suspicious. Insight check. I don't know. What's, I couldn't find the. What's the term? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would say um, either psychology or psychoanalyst. Analysis. Oh yeah, w- Walter is a very keen mind when it comes to this sort of thing, and I rolled uh, not well. Yeah, you think she's telling the truth? Oh yeah. Okay, that's fine. We'll go figure it out. Thank you. Hey, you got a list of names or anything, lady? Don't go. Come on, let's leave the leave the lady alone. Here's your garlic. Go out, check for vampires in the hallway. What's the name? So the seek is the truth. Why do you need to know? How how are we gonna look up information on them if we don't have the names? I will tell you that this is private information. I don't have any reason to give it to a bunch of kids like yourselves. Ma'am, ma'am, I apologize for my friends. Uh, my father, he he's he's officer in the army, and he's very well known in this town. Uh, you might know him, uh, uh, Henry Thompson. She kind of looks at you and she says, "Yes, I know, I know Henry Thompson." Well, and I'm going to 
kind of use, I don't know if they have deception here, but I'm going to kind of half-truth it and say um, it's been uh, brought to my attention hearing him talk uh, without him knowing about it that there's been some investigations from the from the government into these disappearances. Um, it would really be helpful. I mean, we're, we just want to know what's happened to our friends, and if we can find out what happened to these folks, maybe we can help our friends out too, and we're just worried, man. We're scared. Roll a persuade with advantage. Persuade, that's a normal success. Okay. Yes. And she kind of pauses, and she looks at you, and she kind of says, people are looking into this, are they? Well, I can't really tell you anything, but here, you may take these books. Look at it yourselves. See what you can find. These books what I've been right trying here? to figure out for the last year, since they disappeared on July 14th. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much, ma'am. You're doing your country a great service. And I grab the book she points out. Mm-hmm. And uh, she turns to you, Ray, and she says, as for that list of names, if you really want to find them, Jennifer Waters, Julia Lee, Maureen Phipps, Theodore Kane, all gone. All students at Brown, all part of these seekers of truth, if you will. And I advise that you don't go looking too hard, or you may disappear as well. But not Henry? I mean, Walter? Sorry. I should remember a guy with my own name. Walter Henry was also one of them, yes. Oh. So, um, she kind of turns to you and says, Now please, leave me alone. And she kind of gets up, walks through this narrow walkway of her books and papers, and tries to, like, kind of shoo you out of her office. How close does she walk to the garlic? Very important question. She, like, walks right past it. I had picked it up. Again, thank you for your time, and sorry for um, distressing you, ma'am. And as soon as the five of you step out of her office, you hear the door close, and you hear a click as she locks the door. Glad you're not a vampire, ma'am. You have no response. (laughs) I push the garlic into Raymond's chest. Will you stop it? You just calm down. That's what I'm talking about. You freak people out. Yeah, how can you calm down when there's vampires around, huh? Uh, well, all right. Well, because Mark, there are not vampires around. I have Where seen Mark? no contrary evidence at all. My question well, is... You have seen no evidence that is not the same thing. Yeah, that's fair as well. Um, but my question is, are, vam- is, are vampires, like, powerful? Are they, like, real strong and stuff? Are you they, like, you didn't strong? read the book, did you? You didn't read the book. I loaned it to you, and you didn't read the book. I, I, you know, they're kind of... I, I guess they're, like, good at romancing... I don't. I kind of skimmed it. Yeah, you really did. Like, the book. They don't like fire. I mean, you're not wrong. Here's the thing: they can they can make more vampires. That's the main problem. Yeah, but like, all right, is like I'm a pretty strong guy. Is a vampire like stronger than me? Oh yeah, you can't overpower a vampire by force. So you are gonna try and throw a piece of garlic at a vampire who could then overpower the rest of us? Yeah, you don't like. They don't like garlic. They don't They're like it. By garlic. Pr- repel. That's good. Yeah, but like you know. What if you missed? I don't know what the range of the garlic is. So if they like, you it would miss, have been a lot further. Further, if Aaron hadn't. No, yeah, no, I know, I know what you're saying. I'm just saying if like you missed in, like say with like a vampire's coming at us down the hallway, you miss, you throw it past, and then like it's behind them. Then it's just like this open hallway between us and this vampire who could, you know, potentially do some harm to us physically very quickly if they are that powerful. And and then no offense, but you uh, bruise like a, a peach. Uh, that I left out on a counter once. It was gross. Yeah, yeah. Hot shot. Why don't you Your bruises are gross. I'll, I'll hold on to the garlic. I got the best arm here. If we need to... Th- ah, I mean, I don't know about that, Butch. 
Like, oh, you know it's true. On. You get your own guy. Like. <laughs> Punch him in the shoulder. See? Our flex. <laughs> now, yeah, who's see? holding the books that... Um, I got the books. Okay. I got the books in one arm, punching them in the other. And you're like walking out of Bar, bar Hall right now? Or out of as, as, as he was talking about vampires, I was zoning out and reading the yeah. titles on the books. Uh, so you're looking at the books? Yes. Okay. So Just the, the titles. Just the titles. The first book you see is called... Um, I don't speak any German, I'm sorry. Um, Die Jungwelt, translated as When the World Was Young by Gustav Brandor. The second is translated as Creatures from Space, um, author unknown uh, in the original Finnish. And then the third volume that she handed you is also titled Creatures from Space. Um, It is a late Victorian uh, book. Is that one in English? Yes, that one's in English. And uh, as you're kind of like riffling through these books, um, a note falls out of one of them. Hey, I, I don't you notice it. What? You dropped a piece of paper or something. Maybe it was that lady's number. <laughs> yeah. I can't. We can you grab it. I got too much. I can't read these except for this one. It says Creatures from Space. Sounds like something you'd like, Raymond. I think Agile will pick it up mm-hmm. in such a way that... Walter can see her bending down to bend and snap. (laughs) (laughs) Are you persuading? Is this a persuade? No, I want to make sure that uh, Butch and Aaron can see it too, actually. But I think Butch is a little distracted. Oh my gosh, young love. I like I rolled a ninety on just like whether or not Walter would like just acknowledge this. So he just ran over his head. Uh, I was just trying to be like, hey, Raymond, are you, you're going to get ripped apart if there's an actual vampire. Like, he's still trying to convince Raymond <laughs> of, like, the bodily harm, like, that his logic might ha- like, come, you know, come to. Angel, after your, like, bend and snap episode, are you reading the note? Yes, absolutely. And the note you see is scrawled in kind of a messy hand, but you can just make it out. And it says, what about where it is strongest? The harbor? The cemetery? Meet at the usual place. And then you see Dash, S-O-T. Secrets of Truth. I am going to show this to Aaron, and I'm going to ask, what do you make of this? It, it could mean, honestly, a number of things. Um, I, I want to like look over the note. Um, could you repeat to me what it was said? Sure. It says, what about where it is strongest? The harbor? The cemetery? Meet at the usual place. S-O-T. From the looks of it, they were trying to decide which place, I guess, was the most strongest or whatever felt supernatural, either the cemetery or the harbor. And then they had a meeting place like how we meet at the soda shop. So that's something. But if they want to go where it's supernatural inclined, then they would go to the cemetery. Well, that's what I would have done. But now I'm also wondering, like, where did they meet before? Because there's probably more clues there. I don't know. It's it's racking my brain right now. I, I I think for now we should just probably head back and see what we can make out with the books. Well, I know a couple guys down by the harbor. I mean, like, if you wanted to ask uh, around for some of these people, see if they've seen them. Well, I think that we could possibly reason out Well, they might have met. We know they were students at Brown University, so they would have access to perhaps the restricted section of the university library, no? This was 
be what I would wish to meet if I was seeking Always truth. Always up for more libraries. Especially hidden truths. Yes, yeah, so is Butch. As the five of you are walking out of Barris and Hollow, you notice once more that that sun is westering, that brilliance, that luminescence is again lighting up the sky in bright, radiant colors. What this does mean to you, as you all know, since you are all high school students, is that when it gets dark, that is time for you all to be home if you don't want to get in trouble. Nah, it's almost sunset. Streetlights can be coming out. Well, they don't have streetlights yet, probably. No, they probably had streetlights. Yeah, they probably had streetlights. Yeah, they probably had streetlights. Are we going to the cemetery or what? Providence? Uh, Maybe not electric. I'm going to go to the cemetery right now. I'd probably have to sneak out after going back home. I don't want mom to worry. Yeah. That's smart. That's smart. We don't want to face a vampire at night. If someone take these books, she'd get kind of suspicious if I came in with three books in my arm. That rarely happens. Yeah, don't worry. I'll take them off your hands. Um, Walter, do me a favor. Uh, when you get down by the docks, I'm guessing by what? The weekend or so? Or not even... When, as soon as possible. Ask around if they knew of these kids, if they probably like hang, hang around there at some point. Well, yeah. I mean, my uh, so it depends on the season. Like, my uncle will fish out of the south... Uh, during this time of the year, and then sometimes, like he'll come up and have his boat serviced up here in the in the Providence Harbor because it's it's a bigger it's a bigger harbor, right? Uh, yeah. But we mostly fish out of Charleston, so I wouldn't be like down there on the weekend necessarily. Uh, but I can go like tomorrow after school and kind of just ask some of the guys, which I do, you know, know from my help my uncle like service the boat last time we had to come up here. So, um, thanks. Yeah, that'd be great. I'm gonna crack down on these three books see what i can find out of them and we'll meet up tomorrow so i think Angel's <coughs> residence is actually on the other side of the cemetery so i think she's okay. gonna go to the cemetery whether she, she i don't think she would tell anyone else because if her father found out that she was alone with the boy uh, after dark that would be bad news but it's on the way, so I think she's going to do a little bit of poking around. Sounds good. So you guys are kind of splitting up. You're all going home. Aaron, at least you're going home with the books. Uh, Angel, you're going to go to the cemetery and then hopefully home. And um, what about you, Butch? Yeah, I'm probably going to sneak out after and just okay. do a, a little recon. Sounds good. Run around town a little bit and also get my exercise in at the same time. But everybody is going to go home first. Yes. All right. Okay. Um, all right, let's kind of go through everybody and their experiences at home. So, um, Ray, let's go to your house first. You get home, and it's after dark. It's time for dinner. You and your family are at the dinner table. It's you, your father, and your mother. Yes? Yep. Nobody else? No siblings? Nope, just Raymond. All right. And what are your mom and dad's names? Oh, I had this written down. It was um, Irene and um, I think it was Robert. Yeah, it was Robert and Eileen. Or no, Robert. sorry, Robert and Irene. Okay. So you sit down to dinner with your family. It's tense in your house. And it's been this way since you've moved to Providence. Um, and as kind of you hear that kind of metallic scraping of the knife and the fork against the plates... Your father looks up at you and says, uh, so I've got a new project. You want to hear about it? Yeah, Dad, what's up? Well, I'm researching something new. And kind of as he says this, your mother just like puts down her fork and looks up at him. 
because she knows exactly what happened the last time that this occurred. And he says, he kind of purposefully looks away from her and turns to you and says, yeah, there's a, there's a house. People are calling it the shunned house. Raymond's notebook comes out. He starts writing things down. It's interesting. Located on Benefit Street. People have been living there the past year. I've just been falling ill. They've been leaving. Gonna go take a look. What do you think? Raymond, you want to come? Yeah, Dad, I want to come. And as soon as you say that, your mom just like slams down her fork. And she says, Robert, you know exactly what happened the last time that you set your mind up to do something like this. And Raymond, you know exactly what that means. You knew that this was when your father and his friends um, dug up Mercy Brown just because they thought that she was a vampire in Exeter. And after that, your family was basically exiled (laughs) because you dug up a dead body. And she says, I will not have this happen under my house, under my roof again. Not when we've just moved to a new location. You put that right out of your mind. But Ma, there's... There's been kids falling sick at school, and uh, what, what, what if, what if, what if he's onto something? I don't care. I don't care. I will not have this driving us out of another city. You know how hard this was for everybody when we had to move here. Raymond kind of looks down at his plate, pushing his peas around with his fork. I, I, I didn't bring it up on uh, last week, but one of my classmates fainted in class. I'm sure that the wonderful doctors down at Rhode Island Hospital are going to take great care of him. Now eat your food. They said it was more than one case and that none of them had been seen again. Raymond, I don't want you around that house. Raymond just sort of looks at her and uh, tosses the bubble garlic. (laughs) I think it hits her like in the shoulder and she's just like, what are you doing? And she like picks it up, opens up the handkerchief. And she sees the bulb of garlic and is like, this nonsense again. And she kind of tosses it down, gets up from the dinner table, and walks to her room. Real suspicious, right, Dad? Real suspicious. And your father kind of is like cringing at this whole interaction. She says, And he says, you know what, Ray, I think we better let it alone. You see how much it upsets your mother. People could be dying, Dad. Well, there are other people out there. Hopefully that will figure that out. And what if they're all gone, too? I can't go against your mother's wishes, Raymond. If you decide to do something, I promise I won't tell. Thanks, Dad. All right, let's cut over to Butch. You come home. <clears throat> yep. Um, and who's at home with you? Uh, just my mom. My dad's on uh, active service with the Army and out of town. And uh, my brother's been gone for three years. I haven't heard from him. I think he went to... Last I heard, he was went to Harvard. Yeah. Um, and when you come home... Um, your mother's, you know, probably making some dinner and she kind of points to the desk by the door and she says, uh, Butch, there's a, there's a letter for you. Oh yeah? Is it from Da? Uh, I I didn't, I didn't take a look, but didn't look like his handwriting. All right. No return address. What are we having for dinner? Uh, you know, the usual, the salmon from the harbor. Awesome. Awesome. I'm going to go get cleaned up and then, uh, check out this letter and then. Call me down when it's ready, okay? All right. I'll grab the letter and head upstairs and get out of my uh, normal clothes, put in some fresh clothes, and uh, sit down in my little desk area, turn on the light, and uh, start to open the letter. And when you open the letter and you read it, uh, it says, Dear Butch, I know that you haven't heard from me, and we haven't spoken in three years, but I thought that I would write to you to warn you. I've been living in Boston, and we've heard some unnatural things occurring in Providence over the last year. 
at Mass General, we've seen some of the patients that have been transferred here from Rhode Island Hospital, and I don't know what happened to them, but they act as if they were extremely malnourished. Such low calcium levels, and everyone has bone fractures, low iron levels, you name it. I suggest that you leave Providence as soon as you're done with school. If you like, you can spend the summer with me here in Boston. Oh, and avoid Brown if you can. The folks at Harvard have been hearing some unholy things coming out of the history and physics departments there. Hope to hear from you soon. Hope that Ma and Dar are doing okay. Your brother, Eugene. Kind of stare at it, read it again, kind of think for about ten minutes or so. I assume at some point Ma will call me down for dinner. Put it in my pocket, head down. I don't say anything to her about it. I just kind of talk to her about her day and how uh, the work was at the elementary school and asking if uh, they've had any uh, illnesses pop up at the school for the young kids. And they do. Um, She tells you that there have been, since the last week, another two kids that have been taken to Rhode Island Hospital. And they have not returned to school. How you been feeling? No, I've been feeling okay, you know? Well, be sure to let me know if you're not feeling well. I don't, I can't have you going down with whatever this is going around. I don't know. It's kind of freaking me out because we had a couple folks, uh, I told you last week about that one kid dropping right in our class and then at the soda shop. Well, you know me. I'm healthy as a horse. I know, Ma. You're strongest, strongest woman I know. You do good. You do good, Ma. I'm going to ask her if she'd heard from Dad lately. You know, not quite yet, but I'm sure he'll write in the next month. Okay. I'll just finish my dinner, kind of just talk about baseball. With that, let's cut over to Aaron, who is reading those books at home. I think at that moment when I would have gotten in, uh, I would have greeted my mom, uh, Sophie, and I would have told her, uh, love to stay, uh, got lots of studying to do, uh, leave, leave my dinner on the table and I'll get to it when I can. Um, I definitely would be um, looking over um, the creatures in space and English mm-hmm. in particular, um, seeing like what anything I could get out of it. Mm-hmm. And then at some point, maybe <laughs> I would like see like what kind of dictionaries that I have that's like English to Finnish, but the only one that I have is um, English to Greek because I'm reading the Odyssey right now and the copy I was able to get was in Greek. So at some point, I would have just like kind of gotten frustrated to see like there was like no similarities out of fine, and then I would have saw um, was it uh, the third book, um, Diane Youngvolt, I think that was. Yeah. Would it have been in English or? Oh, yeah, would it's have translated been in from German. It is in English. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so I would have definitely would have um, took the time to just try to crack down, see if I could find any sort of um, clues from there. Yeah. But I I think like as time would have went on, I would have just found myself getting frustrated at it. So as you read, you know the books. The when you read when the world was young, you see that it was published originally in Germany in 1836, and it's a very strange textbook. It details some myths about world creation, and there's some you know familiar myths to you, like the Christian creation of the world with God and things like that. But there's also Nordic creation myths, and then there's also descriptions of a Bavarian story of ancient creatures falling to earth and remaining buried to this very day. Um, there's 
some scribblings in the corners that you really can't make out. Basically, like that's what you get from it. In terms of looking at the Finnish as well as the English translation of Creatures from Space, the poetry there, you just really, it seems like it's just children's poetry. It seems like somebody has tried to translate this into children's poetry and doesn't really add very much. But you see illustrations in both copies that are actually quite similar. And you see that there are pictures of what appear to be monsters, colors, and things falling from the sky into water. Add three to Cthulhu Mythos. And then roll a sanity check. Okay, that's not bad. That's a super success. Okay. Um, So go ahead and take three from sanity. Would have been a lot more. Um, All right, let's go to Angel. Angel, you are walking through the cemetery, Swan Point, to get to your house. So you are walking up Blackstone Boulevard. It's a little while away from Thayer Street. It's probably, probably be like a mile to two miles to get you to actually Swan Point Cemetery. Um, And so when you get there, it's this very beautiful, peaceful location. It's kind of this large field. There's many, many headstones. It's kind of, there's like a gate that kind of leads you into the actual cemetery and all around the actual cemetery is a wall of stone. What would you like to do? Uh, I'd like to go inside. I think I'm going to try to find a headstone for any of the people whose names were listed to us um, by the professor uh, and also for Walter not Walter D'Amico but uh, Walter Henry Walter Walter Henry sure um, yeah just to see if I can find maybe a family plot or maybe evidence that these people are considered dead because you're looking really hard and you've heard these names go ahead and roll spot hidden um with advantage, meaning roll that tens place twice and take the lower number. Oh my gosh, I rolled the same thing both time and failed by four. <laughs> um, uh, so failure. So I will say you do not find any gravestones uh, of the people that you're looking for. However, you do stumble upon a pair of what seem to be pretty fresh footprints. Oh, I would like to follow those footprints. Are they human footprints? They appear to be human footprints, yes. Okay. Yes, they look like someone's wearing shoes. Um, All right, you can follow the footprints. So you follow the footprints. It takes kind of this winding path. The the cemetery is actually quite large, and so you walk through the cemetery following these footprints, um, going over multiple gravestones, and you come across the grave of someone named William Jewett Peabody. Peabody. Mm-hmm. Where's my pencil? Go ahead and roll a literature or history check to see if you know who this is. Uh, sorry, not literature. Language or library use. Come on, dice. Oh, yes. Okay, so let's see. Library use, which is here somewhere. Okay, I only have a 20, the natural 20 for that. What were the options? Uh, so you can do library use, you can do language, your own, which is just your education, um, or a history. Okay, so I do pass uh, French. Okay. Uh, which is 45. 
Uh, but yeah, uh, that's a regular success. Sounds good. So um, you would know from your study of literature that William Peabody was actually a friend to Edgar Allan Poe, but there was something maybe a little bit more sinister to him, and that you knew that he was known to have dabbled in drinks and narcotics, and ultimately was the reason that Poe broke his vow of sobriety. Um, more importantly, as you're looking into this headstone, you see um, that around the headstone, even though this is a gentleman that died in the 1800s, there's remains of a candle, there's more footprints, and right at the very bottom part of his uh, headstone, you see a piece of paper. No, oh, I'm going to take the piece of paper for sure. Do you open it up and read it? Is it? Is there enough light? Yeah, I mean, it's it's like um, it's probably like not quite dark because you know that like if okay. you got home and it was dark, dark, you'd be in like really big trouble. So it's like the sun's yeah. setting, but it's in that like weird like hazy twilight it's light. Twilight, you know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If there's enough light, I'm going to read it. Okay. Uh, so it says the stars have aligned. Tonight is the night. Everything depends on what we find at the harbor. And underneath it, do you speak Latin? No. So you can read it, but you have no idea what it means. It says, Venite et fructum non prasisit formacinem tempore, expasso colorum. Veni nobiscum ut et in te ipsum. Okay, there's a lot more of it than I thought. As you can tell, I also don't speak Latin or read <laughs> Latin. <laughs> All right. And now with that information... And you thinking about that, Angel? Let's skip over to Walter. Walter, yeah. you get home. Emma. Um, as soon as you walk through the door of, so are you going home or are you going back to the soda shop to get your mom? Same thing, because we live above. Oh the yeah, soda that's shop. right. You live above the soda shop. Okay. As soon as you walk into the sh- soda shop, you see Mr. Santino rush out, kind of in a in kind of a tizzy. He's very, very much shaken, and looks panicked. Whoa, whoa, Mrs. Santino, it's, uh, you all right? This is a busy, busy night? Or, uh... Oh, Walter, thank God you're here. What, what's wrong? Listen, something's happened. Yeah? I, I don't know how to tell you this it happened to my Lacey. Your mom, she, yeah, he she pushes, collapsed. He pushes her, he pushes him aside, like, violently and runs in. And as you do, you run into the, uh, the shop, and, you know, your, your mom, she's dressed as the waitress, she has her apron on, and she has also collapsed, um, and she is laying in front of the counter. Ma! Ma, I, I, uh, and I, I, I pick her up, um, or I try, like, re- kneel down, like, and try to, um, you know, I kind of, like, touch her, the skin. Does it feel like, um, Harold? Her skin is cold. She, it looks, you know, like, sweaty, and she is not conscious. Um, but so very similar to what I felt when I picked up. Um, so I know now how bad this is. So I'm basically just going to pick her up and run to the hospital as quickly as I can. Okay. Uh, and as you kind of shove past uh, Mr. Santino, who says, hey, we can call an ambulance. Uh, he, I'm not even listening. Now, shut up. I'm doing this myself. But like, you know, and it's like, you know, kind of starts like. They panically, like, come on, Ma, wake up, wake up, Ma, come on, you know, uh, I need you, I, I need you here, come on, and uh, I'm just going to run as straight, uh, as quickly as I possibly can, uh, to uh, Rhode Island Hospital. So, as you pick up your mom and run headlong into that sunset with the last rays of light, we are going to leave our story and come back to it next time. 
Thank you, everybody, for joining me on this session of At the End of Hope Street. I hope that you are getting more intrigued by our mystery. With me today was Norm. Hi. Why don't uh, you tell us uh, where we can find you and who you played? Uh, my name's Norman. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at NormanLember45, Instagram at the Faded Titan, and I was your dad. Teen, teen dad, Aaron Burns. <laughs> awesome. And what about you, Felicity? I can be found on Twitter at RadMissFliss. All right. And Matt? Yes, uh, Butch here. You can find me on Twitter at Longfellow underscore Matt. And what about you, Nathan? I have been Raymond Hartley this evening, and uh, people can find me on Twitter at Nate Scott Jones. And last but not least, Tyler? I played Walter this evening, and you can find me on Twitter at tscocro, T-S-C-O-W-C-R-O, and indeed all social media, hashtag save Walter's mom. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I can get behind that. <laughs> <laughs> and I was your keeper this evening. You can find me on Twitter at capfakeeye. And until next time, remember that we are in a world that is not good for the imagination and does not bring restful dreams at night. See you all next time. Sweet dreams. <laughs>